0: Welcome to RiskWise, a show about money for Muslims, where you'll learn how to make smarter financial decisions without selling your soul. For the full experience, join us at no cost at RiskWise.com. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back to the show, and we are live on location from <laughs> Saeed's office. Although if you're listening to this later, it's not live. We're just on location then. We're just on location, and it really doesn't matter to you where we are, I guess. Nope. They don't care, but we're here, and um, I'm in the office next door, and it's yep. all very exciting for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome, welcome. How do How you like your coffee?
0: Oh, oh, the coffee has not been the exciting part. <laughs> the coffee has been a. Um,
1: it's whole, office coffee, man. What can I tell you? It's, it's office, office coffee.
0: coffee. I asked, say, which of the three options and their little plastic cups is is best. Um, yeah. And if you know
1: Ahmed, there's no right answer to that question, but... Um, well, it was a
0: trick question and you answered it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Fair enough. Alhamdulillah, thank you for the coffee. It was much needed. Let's get started. Today, we are talking about uh, investing, continuing on the theme of investing. Uh, yes. and if you tuned into our last episode, you would have heard us hopefully make a very strong case as to why you need to be invested, why sitting on cash is a bad thing, and why if you're holding cash, your money is slowly... Well, and it could be quickly, but in most cases, slowly losing value. Yes. Today, we want to continue on that thread and we want to talk about what an investment actually is. Investment or investing are two words that I think are heavily abused. Very much. Yeah. People use them to suit their own purpose, depending on what they want to sell you, what they want to pitch you. Exactly. And I think Saeed, if I can pull the words from his mouth, wants to, you know, Take back the word investing and yes. help you define it in a way that's going to be meaningful and constructive to your financial planning.
1: And I, I like the way that you put that. I, I do this and I'm passionate about this word and how we define this word because it provides, it gives you back control over your life when you really understand what this word means. Because everybody else wants to twist the definition of investment to suit their own sales need. So I want to define this clearly. The word investment, what an investment is, is that it provides you with a return. It pays you to own it. Just by the fact that you own this thing, it's making you money, literally paying you cash. If anything you have, if you own stuff that is not paying you to own it, then that stuff is not an investment. An investment is only something that pays you to own it. And I'm, I'm very uh, protective of this word. My friends know this about me. Uh, when people misuse the word investment in front of me, I always jump on it because we confuse the two things that you can do with something. So an investment is something that provides you with a return. It gives you a return on your money. A rate of return is something that we calculate. This money that you get back, the money, it's got to be money, is the return from your investment. But people make arguments that other things are also investments because you know they do good stuff.
0: But you might be a little bit unfair, though, right? Because isn't there? Doesn't the word investment carry meaning outside of a financial investment?
1: I think that there's there needs to be a distinction between what uh, an investment can do for you and what stuff can do for you. Generally speaking, so I want to introduce another word. You know, I've introduced the term return, which is money back in your pocket. The other word that I want to introduce is utility. Utility basically means that something gives you some kind of usefulness. Like you get some utility out of something, you get some use out of something. That's what that word really means. And we confuse, and I think salespeople purposefully confuse us on on those two words where they confound, if something provides you with utility, they call it an investment. And there's a lot of examples of that. Now, one of the most egregious examples out there mathematically is when you go to your local electronics store to buy a TV or some kind of, or a laptop or whatever, and the salesperson, and this happens all the time whenever I buy electronics, they will ask, do you want to buy an extended warranty to protect your investment?
0: No, never, (laughs) never, ever, ever, ever.
1: Yeah. So now before we get into that discussion as to whether you buy, should buy extended warranties, I want you to you know, think about those words to protect your investment. People want you to believe that the laptop that you just spent $1,000 on is an investment because it eases the pain of parting ways with $1,000 because you didn't just spend money, you invested it. Mm. And doesn't that sound productive? But any laptop out there, any computer component out there, any electronic piece that's out there will depre- will lose value, will depreciate by 30 to 50% or maybe even 100% per year. It, it'll lose value quicker than almost anything else in the world. It is the exact opposite of an investment. But people will tell you, salespeople who are trying to sell you these extended warranties will tell you, you should protect your investment. Now, does a laptop provide you with utility? Are you able to do stuff with it? Are you maybe even able to work? Because it's your job and your job, you're self-employed and you need a computer uh, to work and therefore buying that computer provides you with an ability to earn an income. Yes, there is a significantly positive utility, a usefulness that you gain from spending $1,000 on a
0: new computer. As long as it's a Mac.
1: <laughs> oh, Do you want to open that now? I don't know if you want to open that can right
0: now. I just did. But anyhow, <laughs> keep going. Well, you yeah, said $1,000. That's definitely a Mac. It's not a PC. Hey, if you buy a good PC, it's $1,000. My a
1: $1,000. And, and, and that, that's the comparison that I love because you know people will say PCs are crap because they spend $400 on them. But then they'll go to a MacBook and spend three times as much and say, wow, this is great. Well, yeah, you spend three times on it. It should be better. And it looks so. better. <laughs> I just said that to bother you <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the trackpad, man That trackpad's amazing uh, unlike Best in the industry Anyways, um, Yeah, use, usefulness and utility Laptop does provide you with the utility Of being able to work, but it's not a return on your investment It doesn't pay you by simply owning it And it's not like spinning out money And dividends and cash to you You actually have to go to work on it It's not passive income,
0: it's active income It just provides you the utility of being able to go to work Okay. So let's let's go with a more controversial example. A Laptop, I think everybody will agree with you. That's not a financial investment, and you'd have to be, you know, not the smartest person in the world to think that it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, part- hopefully after today, we can say definitively, electronics drop in price so fast after you buy it, and it's worth basically nothing if you want to try and
0: resell it. So it is not an investment, clearly. Okay. What about a house? Is a house... Uh, A a financial investment and that it provides you with a return or is it merely something that provides you with utility
1: and that is the tricky part because it's both. A house provides an enormous utility, right? Your you, your ability to actually live in it is huge. And, you know, be comfortable there and have domain and control and agency over where you live. That is a, a very significant, very big utility. You get a, a huge amount. Everybody, everybody who buys a house feel proud that they are now a homeowner. That is a massive utility. Absolutely.
0: Well, the pride of being a homeowner is not where the utility comes in. Hey, For some people, man. You know, that's it. That's that's the I'd say it's a third category. That's the emotional cost of of, you know, whatever.
1: Right. Fair enough. Return
0: utility and emotions, I think, are three (laughs) separate things. But no, certainly there's a lot of utility there and that you have shelter and you have a place to live and you have a roof over your head and so on. That's that's utility. That's, you know, that, that can't be argued with.
1: Yeah, now um now in terms of whether it's an investment or not, this is controversial because there are some very valid arguments on both sides of the fence. There are arguments that say that anything that makes you money is an investment. Anything that costs you money is an expense. A house, frankly, costs you money. The only time you could ever make money from it is when you sell it. But is this, in the meantime is This is the
0: Rich Dad poor dad argument. This nope. is the Robert Kiyosaki argument. Are we okay yes. with mentioning his name? <laughs>
1: We, we can, we should, just, you know, we're not endorsing his seminars at all. <laughs> uh, no, I'm
0: not. I'm by no means crazy about the guy, but, but I think that book is a good book, I, I have to say. I did yes. enjoy the book, and it's got a lot of good points. The book that we're talking about is called The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And should I spend a two minutes talking about it? Yeah. If that's not too much of a tangent. so Yeah, just, just explain who Rich Dad and Poor Dad are, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I mean, so Robert Kiyosaki wrote, wrote, writes this book, and I don't even know how true it is, but that's not really the point. Right. Uh, he, he explains how he had two dads growing up. He had his... Biological father who was uh, a school teacher, I think, not very wealthy. And but more important than not being wealthy, he had some um, some limiting beliefs about money and wealth that that prevented him from quote unquote succeeding in financial terms.
1: Yeah, so he's the archetype of the average individual,
0: right? And then he had um, his rich dad, which is actually his friend's dad, who was not as educated, not as quote unquote professional as his biological father, but um, was a little bit more business savvy and and kind of knew the rules of how to play the game of money and ended up being much more financially successful. So throughout the book, he just kind of compares and contrasts rich dad's beliefs versus poor dad's beliefs and And I think for all of you know its faults. The book does do a good job of preventing some of the uh, the rules of the game, if you will, the, the, the things that you need to understand about how money works to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he talks about is, is housing and in his mind, anything that, that that or the rule that he that he uh, establishes, is anything that produces expenses is a liability and anything that produces income is an asset. And by that mm-hmm. definition, a house is a liability.
1: Exactly. And it's hard to argue against that perspective when it comes to the house that you live in. Really, everybody spends a lot of money on the place in which they live. It's a necessity of keeping up that place, maintaining it, paying your, the taxes and all that stuff that have to go with it. Um, it, it. But can we calculate a return, an investment rate of return that you can get on a house? Yeah, we can. And it's positive. Um, it's a positive rate of return in most countries over extended enough enough periods of time. Uh, people can make money. But you know, when you take how much somebody makes and subtract all the expenses they spent, um, you know, whether it's cost of borrowing expenses and taxes and all that stuff, it gets pretty hard to eke out a profit. So there's a very valid argument that it's not an investment at all. I think sticking to that might be extreme Um, Because you can make some money and how do you really explain that but the rate of return?
0: Yeah, I mean the the intelligent answer is it depends, right? So does a house provide utility there's no there's no controversy there right? Right, if you have a roof over your head, it's providing you with utility Could a house be an investment a financial investment that produces an actual positive return the smart answer is it depends and if anyone says if anyone says otherwise that it's always a good investment or it's never a good investment run for the hills yeah, Because they're lying to you. Exactly. Right? The, the smart answer is it depends on a lot of things.
1: Yeah, there is absolutely nuance to that uh, consideration for sure. Do you want to do one more?
0: Yeah, cars, I guess that, that seems to be the... <laughs> That's obviously
1: the, not an investment. I think the we can agree. that
0: we keep coming back to, it's what would you say? Uh, a
1: car is not an investment. What do you mean? A car provides a great utility of being able to tra- travel one place to another. It may even also provide you with the utility of being able to tra- take you to work. But a car in itself does not
0: make you money. See, this is where okay. you and I part ways. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No.
1: I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you, um, honestly, I was scared. I was honestly scared that, you know, you, you were, were going to hit
0: stop and, and come into the other room and, and have, I really a, was. have a serious conversation. No, no, I, I agree.
1: Cars okay. depreciate by 30% per year. So the cars go down by in value by 30% per year on average. So if something that loses value 30% per year, think about how much money that is over time. And I, I believe cars are where money goes to die. So much money gets spent behind them. Me as a, you know, a reformed gearhead knows how much cars can, can cost. And it's just money out the window. Another one is beds. I hear that a lot. Is uh, a good bed a good investment? You, know, you sleep well, you can be more productive. You've been hanging light.
0: out in the mattress store again. Is, is that where you heard that? <laughs> Have you I've never never heard, heard that, that one? before?
1: Really? No. Who do you oh, talk man. to? <laughs> uh, they, I hear. I honestly hear it often that uh, you know a good bed is so important, and it is. But again, well, yeah, it's it provides, important. It's fine.
0: That, that that's a good argument.
1: Yeah, but I think it's common enough that that I don't. I don't. I think it's common enough that it's worth mentioning that beds also, again, provide you with the utility of a good night's sleep so that you can get up and go to work and be more productive in, in the morning. But that's a utility and a usefulness. Um, Hopefully, you have a good bed that can provide you with a good enough sleep. It's not a return on investment. It does not pay you to sleep on it. I mean, that would be great, wouldn't it? Every time you went to sleep,
0: you woke up with five bucks beside you. That'd be great. Okay. So let's let's bring this home. Okay. The, The reason that we're harping on this word investment and spending time to make sure that we can agree on a definition is because as we've been talking about in previous episodes and we'll keep talking about you have to be invested in something you cannot be sitting on cash because if you sit on cash you're losing money Mm -hmm. so you have to be invested in a productive asset that makes you money and pays you to own it Mm -hmm. so the question then is what are some examples of these productive assets that pay you to own them
1: okay now there's a lot i mean i could sit here for 20 minutes and list different things that you can invest in but that's not going to help anybody Instead, let's break it down into two things. There are basically two investments that you can buy and own and make profit from, and everything falls under one of these two categories. The first is own, an ownership asset, something that when you put money there, you now own something. You could own a publicly traded company. You could own a private business. You could own real estate. You could own, um, you know, oil. If you want to buy oil, you could own uh, gold. You can actually own something and it be yours. You have claim and title to it. It either, as this asset, either pays you some kind of profit and income, or, you know, it goes up in value. Like unlike a car that goes down in value, there are things that you can own that goes up in value over time, and that's one major category of investing. So. And actually, you know what? Let me let me talk about the second one before I go to my my normal example. The second kind of investment that you could buy is an investment where you are lending money to someone, to some corporation, to some government. So, if you have a bank account that pays interest, if you have a savings bond from a government, if you have a corporate bond, um, GICs, CDs, these kind of things, these acronyms kind of fall under this. If you're you in, in those scenarios, you are quite literally and technically Lending money to a party and they are paying you a rate of interest or profit or whatever it is that, you know, we can discuss that in a sec um, for the privilege of being able to use your money in the meantime. Now, before we talk about the halalness of this, the example that I usually give to illustrate the difference is this. Let's say, Ahmed, that I wanted to open up a car wash. Okay. I don't know why I use car wash. Maybe because I like car washes. I think
0: um, I think, I think uh, financial planners and people in finance for some reason love the example of car washes. I've noticed Why this. is that? I know. Yeah, I've, see, I've I, seen. I see. You time. know, I think I think I know why it is. I think it's because Breaking Bad style, the car wash is the classic money laundering scheme. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really think that's why it is.
1: I think it's because we have to keep our cars clean. So when people, you know, we go to meet clients, they say, you know us in a shiny car. I don't know. No, I think that's it's why breaking, I, I think picked it. Um, Okay, so let's say I wanted to start a car wash. And I come to Ahmed and I say, Ahmed, listen, uh, I want to do this car wash business. It's a great business. Here's the plan. Um, But I need $100,000 from you to start up the business. I want to make you a 50-50 partner in the business. I will do all the work and I'll use your capital. Okay. Is that owner loan? Are you an owner or
0: are you lending money? So say that again. So you want $100,000. Oh, 50-50. Okay, so I'm an owner. So yeah, I own own 50% of the business. I'm an owner. That's equity.
1: Perfect. So if 10 years from now, I sell the business for a million dollars, how much do you get? 500000 You get 50% of whatever the proceeds I sell it for. Now, if 10 years from now, the business goes bankrupt, what do you get? Bankruptcy. Yeah, nothing, right? Uh, you participate in the ups and downs of that business as a owner of the business. So you get a risk and you get reward to, in a more significant fashion. Let's say, on the other hand, Ahmed, I said, listen, I want to open up this car wash. Um, you know, I want to be owner and control of it. Uh, I think I just gave the answer there. Um, I need $100,000 and here's what we'll do. Um, give me the $100,000. I'll pay you $8,000 per year for the next 10 years and then at the end of the 10 years, I'll give you $100,000 back plus the eight grand in, uh, in profit or interest that you uh, deserve. Obviously, that's a loan, right? Yeah. So what happens in 10 years if I sell the business for a million dollars? What do you get?
0: Whatever I was entitled to originally. No, nothing more, nothing less. Which was? Which is 100000 plus what? eight was 8000 a year?
1: Interest, yeah, exactly. So I mean, let's say I paid you eight thousand per year, right? So every year I paid you eight grand, and then last year I just owe you your money back, and you only get back a hundred grand. You don't get any share of the of the profit that I made in selling the business because you're not a part owner. All you get is your original money back. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go bankrupt, it gets a little bit more complicated. But you, as the uh, creditor, you have first right to liquidate all the assets in that business and recover any money that you can get. Mm -hmm. You get to do that and pay yourself back before I see any money after that bankruptcy. Yeah. So you have a lot more security. Right. But, you know, the return is a lot less. So it's less return, less risk. Mm -hmm. Those are essentially everything in the world. Every investment that you can think of should fall under one of those two categories. That's how you know what you're looking at is an investment or not.
0: So own or loan, and in other terms that people would have heard, so we'll use them, equity or debt. Yes. Okay. Do you want to break that down further? Give some examples. Um, the debt side? Oh, no, on the on the equity side.
1: Yeah, so equity could be your um, your stocks, uh, you buy, buying a, a part of a publicly traded business. So you could be part owner of IBM or Apple or Microsoft or what have you, and you you're now you own a piece of that company. I mean, quite literally, you own a piece of that company. If there is ever a shareholders' vote, there where they need to decide on. Anything like CEO compensation, um, board of directors. I mean, as an owner, you get a say in that business. If that business goes up and does well, you make a profit. If it goes down, you
0: you know you're at a loss. I think this is actually worth talking about a little bit more because I, I kind of feel like when I talk to people about the show and the podcast and the stuff that we're talking about, I, I feel like for a lot of people they don't really understand what we mean by stocks, mm. and they don't really get why. That's where we focus the bulk of our conversation when it comes to investing. And I, and I think, you know, it, it's worth discussing this for a moment in that what is a stock? Like Saeed just said, a stock is a ownership, a share of ownership in a company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So you can buy stocks in private companies, which is more complicated, or you can buy stocks in the open market in public companies.
1: Right? Now, stock. what's the difference there? Why, why, do we distinct, why do we make a distinction between public and private?
0: Because a a public company is a company that is traded on a stock exchange.
1: Yeah, and, and the important part, the reason why trading on a stock exchange is important is because it's all open, it's all out there in the open, well, it used to be on the floor of an exchange, now it's on computers. How much shares is out there, you know, how much uh, each value, the value of each share is, it's all out there, it's all public, it's all traded openly. If I have a stock that that Ahmed wants, I can't just give it to him, I actually have to sell it on the stock market so that everybody gets a fair price. I can't price gouge him and charge extra, it's all open. And fair through the exchange? Because let's say I wanted to shell, sell him. Let's say, Ahmed, I had a share of something that I wanted to sell you for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But really, the true cost right now is 50. I actually can't give it to you for a hundred dollars. There's no mechanism for me to give it to you. Right. I actually have to give it to you through the exchange. But now you go on the exchange and you go to buy this company, this one share of this company, and you say, hey, wait, I can get it for $50. Forget Saeed, I'm buying it here.
0: Yeah. Right. An op- and and, and that's, that's exactly why we we talk about this so much and why it's the, the most the most accessible investment vehicle for 99% of people is because when you talk about investing in a business which is ultimately this is ultimately what you're doing you're investing in a business right you can go you know i can go to Saeed and say say i want to invest in your car wash and mm-hmm. that may or may not be a stupid decision <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be a pretty stupid decision, right? <laughs> but that's one way to invest in a business and and you know, you can do that. Those are private businesses. That's that's, you know, angel investing, whatever you want to call it. You can do that, right? Is there more risk in doing a private business or less risk compared to a stock? Far more risk in a private business because there's more unknowns, less disclosure required, less transparency, you name it, right? There's a lot more risk. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it and you you know, you can do it if it makes sense to you, but it's not the same as investing in a public company on an open stock exchange.
1: And that's I think bears, you know, emphasizing that we perceive colloquially that stock markets are incredibly risky and that people choose to therefore open up a side business instead or you know invest in a private business instead because they perceive it as being less
0: risky when it's so completely the opposite. And I'm all, I'm all for opening up the side business and investing in the private business. Absolutely. But it's not the same thing. And don't confuse mm-hmm. the two things. They're two very different monsters. Right. So that's why we talk about stocks, because it's the most accessible way and the most practical way for 99% of people to invest in a business. Exactly. Okay. Beyond stocks, what else can I put my money into that pays me to own it? And that's so easily
1: converted back into cash. You know, houses can you can buy a house, but when it comes time to sell it, it can take a long time. It could take a couple of days, a couple of months, couple of years sometimes, depending on where you are, to actually liquidate it, sell it, convert it to cash. Whereas a stock traded on the exchange using your computer, it's turned into cash in a couple of seconds.
0: So you mentioned housing, right? So real estate is another category now of a of a type of asset that you can own. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yep, absolutely. And you can either own real estate, obviously, in your personal hands, as we discussed
1: before, or it can be a rental property. Um, and there are also larger corporations called real estate, real estate investment trusts um, that you could buy off the, uh, the stock exchange. A lot of them engage in a lot of leverage. So, um, you know, they're iffy, but because um, from, from a static perspective, I should say, not from a, I'm not giving investment advice here, uh, just real estate can come and you can own it in many different forms. Absolutely. But that means that you're part owner of something,
0: for sure. Okay. What else can you own?
1: Materials. So you can actually, and people, many people do. I'm sure you know people, and everybody who's listening knows somebody who owns gold, who actually has gold wafers or gold coins, and they own it.
0: Or um, gold that's jewelry. Every in the world. <laughs> yeah. So the thing with gold jewelry is. Oh, hey, that this is a good one. Is that an investment or not? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, okay. There actually is an answer to this, and and uh, your mom might not like it, or, well, you know, no, yeah, generally. It's, it's moms I, generally.
0: it's what I say to my entire family, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing is an investment if you never sell it.
1: Yeah. Bingo. How does it make you money? You have to sell it. There has to be some capital appreciation. But also, and on top of that, gold jewelry, the cost, like uh, how much it costs you to buy gold jewelry is just dependent upon how much you're going to pay, how beautiful it is, the designer, all that kind of stuff and jewelry like there's a lot of labor involved in that when it comes time to sell it let's say there is some kind of huge financial catastrophe and all the dollars that we have is worthless and you have to revert to like you know trading your gold you're not going to get anywhere near what you paid for it because you already by buying jewelry instead of buying a gold bar or a gold coin that stuff is easily tradable. Everybody knows how much gold is it is it is in it. You buy a gold wafer, everybody knows, you know how pure it is, how pure that gold wafer is, and it's very clear what it is. You jewelry, I mean, how much gold is in it? Is it mixed with other stuff? How much do you pay for the designer to make something fancy out of it? Like you could pay 3 times the the value of the gold, like if you melted it down. But you could pay 3 times that because it's a pretty necklace. Now, because you paid three times the markup, you have to wait till gold gets to triple the price that you bought that, you know, that it was when you bought it for it to even equate to being the same. So, jewelry, like it, the world has to be a, in a strange place for jewelry to really be an investment.
0: Okay. So, we've got things that you can own, assets that you can own that pay you to own them. We've got equity or stocks. We've got real estate. We've got materials or precious metals. Yeah. Right. What else? Uh, Energy. I mean, there are you can actually
1: you could buy oil. There are uh, ETFs that you can trade um, that have ownership in oil. If you're a big enough company, you can own oil tankers, natural gas tankers, um, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think we've covered. I mean, unless you want to get into esoteric things, but I think that's well. The I was, was going to ask
0: you, what about stuff like collectibles? What about like you know, oh, fine oh. paintings and watches and things that 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 you invest in for the purpose of collecting and earning a return on them eventually? Huh. That's a bit of a curveball. I didn't think going to. it, to be honest,
1: I know, right? And no, now it takes some time to think about that. Um, can you earn a return on things that are collectible? Yeah, absolutely. The time when you buy it and the time for you to actually, for it to become rare enough that you can make money from it is pretty significant. And but in that it, it time- depends on the
0: thing too, right? I mean, I, I guess my only point is, you don't need to have a, give a detailed answer on this, but I think my point is that could be a fifth category, depending on what it is. It's really speculative
1: though. Like it's so highly, like it is such a crapshoot. It's highly well, improbable. No, 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 no. I mean, you can calculate based on history that this real estate, whatever you can look at trends and you can make a calculated decision. Beanie babies. to give an example.
0: There are certain brands of luxury watches that always get appreciate.
1: Fair enough. And maybe there are things that you can calculate and you can actually do that. But most of the stuff that people are buying, you know, let's say they're you know baseball cards or stamps or coins or and that, that stuff maybe you can calculate. It. And you know what? you know, what? I don't have the answer.
0: Well, I mean, suffice to say, even if it is a valid asset that you can own, you're not going to put your, you know, your kid's college fund into baseball cards, hopefully. (laughs) Like, that's not what What? I'm saying. I just. And why? You're right. And why? Because it's speculative and it's not a it's not a hard asset that intrinsically has value. Exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. Fair enough.
0: Okay. do you you want me to make a disclaimer about the loan thing? Because you alluded to it, but we never actually did. We have to. Okay. So th- we talked about loans and uh, as, a, as a form of investment that can make you money. And in the example, Sade gave, he mentioned interest and profit, right? And the, so the thing we want to make clear here is that when it comes to loans, there are ways to earn money on a loan that don't involve accruing interest, which is obviously something that we want to avoid for most people. You're probably not going to come across those kind of investments anytime soon. I mean, there yeah, are true. there are Sharia compliant invest, debt investments, debt instruments that are you know you could potentially invest in. Um, like Sukuk, they exist Sukuk's out there. come to mind, right? Sukuk is a is a debt uh, debt investment. Um, if you think about the way that most Sharia compliant mortgages are structured, those are on, on behalf of the um, on behalf of the lender. Well, actually no would you, no we wouldn't call those debt investments. Those would be equity because they have ownership, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's achieving the same goal of a debt in- investment without actually accruing debt.
0: I suppose a profit-sharing arrangement would be a better, a better example, where if I loan money to a company as a profit share, so I don't actually own anything, I just I help them uh, launch a product or launch a new service, and then they share a portion of the profit with me, that's effectively a debt investment. I don't own anything. I've given them money, and they're going to pay me back something. It's not interest, but it's effectively a debt investment.
1: Yeah, and in, in, if you know much about investing, that would be normally called a, a preferred share.
0: Right, yeah, which in some cases can be classified as debt, but now I'm talking like an accountant. Um, <laughs> so the the point is that for the average person... Can't
1: get is, away from it, man. Can't get away from your history. You can't for run. the
0: average person, which is pretty much all of us, um, you're probably not going to come across a Sharia-compliant debt investment. So practically, let's focus on equity, and that's where we're going to be focusing most of our attention. Yeah. Exactly. So that's Fair advice. enough. That's a good disclaimer. Cool. All right. So now we've defined what an investment is. We've given some, some examples of the kind of things that you could invest in that will earn you money. What are we doing next, Say in future episodes? Um, man. Um, Lots, but just yeah. give, us, give us a little bit of a, a taste.
1: Next step on the investing ladder. Now that we know what investments are, what Now that we know what the the noun investment means, we now need to learn what the verb, how to invest, actually is. What what does investing actually mean?
0: There's a lot of misconception around this. Perfect. Okay, inshallah. So looking forward to it. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.